0: Everybody, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show, knee-deep in the middle of Masters of the Universe Revelation. We are committed to this bit, and we are going to see it through for five whole episodes at minimum. Maybe more. Someday. I don't know. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am race to Canus.
1: Wait, there's only five episodes in this season?
0: That's it, yeah. there. Well, there's wow. five in the first half of the season, and then they're going to drop five more.
1: I will say that, like, because yet again this week, it feels like there is not much substance to this show. So the only thing I could think was that they were really doing a slow burn because they they had too many episodes. They didn't know what to write. But if there's only five episodes, each one of these should be freaking amazing.
0: I would argue that they are amazing, but we will talk about that further after we know who you people are.
2: You don't need to know who I am. I can just be represented by an exasperated sigh.
0: (laughs) In more ways than one.
1: And I need no introduction. Everyone knows TV's Gina Ippolito.
0: It does seem (laughs) odd that somebody would choose He-Man Masters of the Universe Revelation Episode 3 The Merman Episode as their first ever foray into this show. But I guarantee you it is somebody's first time today.
1: I was I I gotta it. admit, I was excited to see Merman. I'm I am i am this show now is sort of disappointing enough to me that when there's an original character, I'm like, no, that's a cool character design. Yay. No, Wait, see, I, I
0: I consider this show a lot like a wrestling show where you're just excited when familiar faces just show up. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if their matches are any good. I'm just happy to see Sergeant Slaughter in the ring again.
1: What's yeah, exactly, that? Exactly.
2: Uh, as someone who is currently watching uh, uh, Christian's uh, run in AEW, uh, Christian, who is one of my very favorite wrestlers. Chan, I, I don't care I'm what
0: religion sure. he is. You can just call him by his name.
2: Uh, William Jason Ariso has been Excellent. something of a disappointment to me.
0: Oh, you mean Christian Cage? Oh, of course. Everybody loves that guy. I don't know why you no. call him by his real name, but no, do not. <laughs> I used to like him when he was part of the Edge and Christian tag team doing poses in the ring. That was fun.
2: <laughs> All things to be talked about on another
0: podcast. Oh, excuse me. Someday, someday I'll break into the AEW podcast when <laughs> I'm thrown out of the house or something and have free time. That'll yeah. be the day that, yeah. that finally happens.
2: You're not going to watch an episode of wrestling. Come on.
0: Yeah. What would I what would I add to the show? <laughs> <laughs> what knowledge could I possibly bring? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're talking about Masters of the Universe Revelation, a fine Netflix program uh, brought to you by Kevin Smith, uh TV's Gina Ippolito's uh, uh, uh favorite person to work with in all of creation. Is that correct Gina Ippolito?
1: Yeah, I, you know what? It sounds sarcastic when you say that, and I just want people to know that he is a delightful human being to work with. And yeah. uh, uh, I, I do mean that with like all sincerity. Him. Despite, despite wishing this show was written a little bit better, I do, I do enjoy him and his company and working with him. It really sounds like you're angling hard for season two of Masters of the Universe:
0: Revelation. Can you comment?
1: Uh, yeah, I will say season one feels like uh, you're eating something like one of those car, you know, you know, in cartoons when I do. there's like a delicious looking turkey and someone cuts into it and it deflates. <laughs> I'm sure we, we're all familiar with that trope where you cut into a thing and it's like usually the characters are really hungry. They really want this turkey but like it's been cooked wrong or something happened and they cut into it and it just deflates and there's no substance there. That's how I feel about this show. I feel like I'm really excited to eat this delicious He-Man meal. I'm excited to get this He-Man meat in my mouth, if you will. And uh, as soon as I slice into it, there's no real substance there.
2: Uh, I would have gone with the caffeine-free diet Coke metaphor myself, but I see disgusting. Indeed,
1: disgusting Uh, here's the thing i don't want to i don't want to kill myself after consuming he man i just wish (laughs) there was more to it so that's that metaphor doesn't work on me chan
2: no it works for me because i would enjoy a delicious uh um uh sugar uh coke Uh, you know the mexican coke in a bottle
1: Uh Um,
2: and i i say sugar specifically because uh i've been duped before and like oh hey look there's Coke in a bottle. No, they just made it look like Mexican Coke. uh, And then they put the high fructose corn syrup in. It's the same old goddamn thing. Um, Sidebar, there is a drink called RC Draft, which is RC Cola, but like a premium draft cola that was my favorite soda in the world. Wow. And they stopped making it in the 90s. There's only one place left in the world that makes it, and that's New Zealand. I can buy a a four-pack for like $90. Have oh boy!
1: How Why do you plan do you a trip it? to New Zealand? They've got I mean, low COVID rates.
2: Yeah, I don't think they want me or anyone from this country over there. So yeah,
1: they don't. I'm saying like wait the <coughs> nine years that it takes to for nine America years. to get its shit together from COVID, oh, um, mm-hmm. and then and then and then plan a vacation based around this soda.
2: Here's the thing: that is not out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> Uh, I, mean, I mean, it we're, would
1: be cheaper we're to go to New Zealand and then
0: buy that soda for God's sakes.
1: We're <laughs> adults. We're we're allowed to plan vacations for any stupid reason that we want.
2: Look, I'm in New York right now, so I can 100% back that assertion up,
0: and uh, that's true. Chan, this is our new segment. Chan in New York. Chan, tell mm. us a story about being in New York City, the Big Apple.
2: I am sticky.
0: Uh, yep, it's gross. Yep. That's really all I needed to know. Yeah, that's, and that's been this segment, Chan in New York. Here's the thing I hope you enjoy
1: yourself, but I also hope that, like, you understand my hatred of it by the time you're done there.
2: You're from here, aren't you? Oh
1: my God. I'm going to, I mean, all people from New Jersey
2: say they're from New York. I'm boarding a plane to New
1: York right now to kill you. It feels
2: like, yeah, like you, You claim this Boonton Township, I've never seen it. I've only seen things on the internet and you know like if people can believe that the fucking earth is flat because they haven't been out in space then i can believe that booten township doesn't exist and you're just ashamed of having to live in flatbush or wow or-
0: you yeah. know chan to be fair how many times does gina off air tell us guys i love being a new yorker you know what being a new yorker means to me she like she won't stop with this bit so diggles, it's understandable diggles,
2: diggles, pizza 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 just oh no.
0: my yeah. gosh it's ridiculous yankees I mean, I this, yankees crew. that
2: that part is true about bagels, 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 pizza, 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 because Gina does not stop talking about food.
0: Well, that is it's also true. a fact. Yeah. Yeah. And when I say Yankees, I mean Yankees Deli uh, <laughs> <laughs> here in Los I, Angeles. I,
1: I need several showers whenever I visit New York. Indeed.
0: I, I'm not, not really in any eager uh, mood to go back, but it is exciting that you're there. It's exciting. We're still able to do the show, quite honestly. <laughs> Even though it's like, how how late is it for you right now, Chan? Is it like three in the morning where you are right now? I, is it is it two thousand twenty two where you are? How does how does this work?
2: <laughs> uh, hold on, let me pull out my astro and figure it out.
0: Yeah, it's not going to come easy.
2: That is not what she said. Whoa. Not what she said. Do you see Whoa. how? I that um,
0: that, now I know you're in the future.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is how we talk in the future.
0: Speaking of the future, how about a future where we talk about He-Man episode three, the most dangerous man in Eternia? It I got flashbacks.
2: Like an apocalyptic vision that I have no interest in being a part of.
0: Basically, I can only <laughs> think of Buzz Dixon's book, The Most Dangerous Man in the World. I thought uh, the same The G.I. Joe send-up that, that I've read. I've read that entire book, and we had Buzz on to talk about it. Previous episode, a wonderful episode. I'm not sure if it's in the main feed or not, but it probably should be because it's a delight. Maybe I'll maybe I'll try to find that and put it back up because that is a good episode of, of radio. Uh,
2: I'm just going to back you up real quick because uh, I have to hear it so often on the Who Would Win show and I don't ever get to bring it up, uh, so I'm going to bring it up oh, here. Yes, please. You use words wrong sometimes, and uh, when you do, often it, it has very deleterious effects. For example... Uh, uh, Buzz Dixon's book was not a send-up of G.I. Joe. That would imply it was some sort of parody or mockery of G.I. Oh, Joe. Uh-huh, fair enough, uh-huh. fair a G.I. Joe novel, uh, unofficial, but like, uh,
0: yeah. And I don't I- want to use words to a delicatessen effect ever, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I enjoy, understand you. I
1: enjoy calling uh, Ray out when he tries to use a 75-cent word and, and fails.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying... Uh, Ray Steganis, James Gabzy, both not great with this
0: I'm just saying who I would win that. is obviously a safer space than knowing it's half the <laughs> podcast show, let me start Literally. there
1: uh, uh, can, I, can I just say that this <laughs> the most dangerous man in Eternia which made me think of the most beautiful girl in the world okay, okay uh, that's what I was singing while I was watching this okay uh again very weird like the last episode ended with us seeing which was episode 2 first of all ended with us seeing man at arms like it's a big reveal of like oh shit man at arms is back he's been gone for a whole 20 minutes but now he's back <laughs> uh, and i found that very odd like as if yeah. as if they were as, as if we had watched an entire season of tv and sort of had forgotten about him and then it was like he's been here the whole time but instead it was just like yeah yeah like look at this it's real weird that we're doing this and the fact that they play Koi A with the title, The Most Dangerous Man in Eternia. So you're sort of going into it thinking, ooh, who is the most dangerous man in Eternia? I was thinking it. And then and then I mean I knew who it was because of how we ended the last episode. Which was on Man at Arms, so clearly I went into this episode knowing it was him. And then the way they introduce him in this episode is like, "Oh, who's this shrouded mystery oh, yeah. man?" <laughs> Even though we've been talking about going to see Man at Arms, and also we ended the last episode on him. And I don't think that the that the writer slash writers of this show know know how to do like literary tension. Because the whole time we're like, wait, so it's man at arms. And, and to the point where I was actually thinking for a second, is it, is it not going to be man at arms? Like, is it, (laughs) because this is too obvious. It's, it's, it was just so weird. This whole, like, again, they're treating it like it's an entire season of TV, but really like we just saw him 30 seconds ago. And then you're supposed to be like, who's this, who's this guy? Who's this new guy? Oh, wait, it's the same guy that we just saw. Okay, well, who's this guy now? Who's this coming up on a boat now? Oh, wait, it's still him? Okay, <laughs> who's the episode going to be about the most dangerous? Oh, it's it's still just him? Like, it's very weird the way they're doing this. There <laughs> is a
0: long-form sketch that could be written using this exact theory and premise, and I would love to see it
2: we've been doing the show for six years. So like I've picked up a lot wow. of things. One of which is that uh, a lot of the stuff that sticks out to me, is like, ah, this is bad or it's, you know, uh, it, it doesn't make sense or it feels empty. Like something's missing. Um, often comes down to the fact that like a really smart, interesting person is writing a really smart, interesting thing. And then by the time it goes through the machine and um, you know, you have a, you know, 21 minute, 19 minute episode of television, uh, like a whole bunch of stuff has been cut out and there's like leftovers. There's stuff that was part of something interesting and bigger and is just sort of like left hanging out there. Um, so like when this sort of thing happens, like all the way through, not just like every once in a while, there's a little bobble and you're like, oh, whoops, that's, that's kind of dumb. Like the whole thing feels like jammed together weirdly and that's again that was my that's my problem with the tone of this is it feels all jammed together i i start to wonder if like did they like have a a production schedule and then all of a sudden they're like six months behind you're like oh god we just okay we're going to take this thing and we only have these uh pieces we have the animation from the um from the first draft that we wrote and now you know we're on the third draft but we only have uh two weeks to get this thing together so we just have to like cobble it together with stuff um because there's so much that just yeah like bounces back and forth it's just like it doesn't yeah. make sense
1: but to me it's it, it's, it's right. been a it's been a writing issue throughout again i really like the animation the voice acting is great I I do really enjoy the mix of like hey remember this character now like you know what if their whole life was like fucked up by this major event. I like that. Like I know that a lot of the complaints about the show were that it it either didn't spend enough time on characters that people loved or it spent like too much time putting them in there and not making it its own thing. I I like that. I like the mix of like like I I w- very excited to see Merman here. Uh, but to me, then, yeah, like there's no substance to it. The writing is like really lacking. To me, it fe- it feels like a first draft, to be honest. And And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that like, knowing how Netflix does things, knowing that this has, you know, a pretty big name creator and writer behind it. Knowing that it's a huge piece of IP that that people are looking forward to, I'm going to guess that they gave him a lot of creative control and they didn't cobble it together. So that, to me, is why I was thinking of this today about how you know, like we watch cartoons from the 80s, and usually I'm the one that's like, "This was fine, I liked it." This episode of Gummy Bears was dumb, and I, I liked it, uh, but. In 2021, I expect more from my cartoons, especially like in a year that had like Harley Quinn, and we've already had like over the garden wall, and even even after like Batman the Animated Series, which you could argue is very similar to this in that it had a lot of material to pull from beforehand, and it sort of tries to straddle a line between like action and drama. Like after all of those shows, I expect a lot from a new show on TV, like a new cartoon. And to me, this, like if it was made in 1979, I would be like, all right, well, it's it's fine. It's a little, the plot's a little thin, the writing's a little weird, but to have this on Netflix, knowing how hard it is to sell shit to Netflix and how much you have to go in with in a pitch, which is basically like, here are all three seasons. Here's what the writing's going to be. Here's what the episodes are going to be. Here's the entire arc the fact that this is the best that they could do is really surprising to me.
0: I mean, to be fair, Gina, it's very, very hard to sell a, a show to Netflix when you're not Kevin Smith. I think you need to add that little addendum onto that because obviously yeah. it's not that hard if you're Kevin Smith.
1: But I mean, here's the thing. Like he's still he, I, like, I I would bet that he still had to go in with the pitch for the entire season and where it, if it's, if it's successful, where it goes from there. Fair. Uh, it's just, yeah, like, like to me, much like the last episode when I was like, oh, yay, like old character, we're seeing a flashback. Like this one, I was like, yeah, cool. Like merman, they're fighting merman. And then I was like, ooh, this is going to be interesting. They've got to get to they've got to get to hell. And then the episode ended and I was like, what happened during that episode? Like, it just it doesn't stick with me. I'm hungry 10 minutes after eating it.
0: See, isn't that just mean? How delicious it was that ten minutes later you're still hungry for more. No. Leave a wanting more writing tip for all you budding authors out there.
1: No, I'm I'm eating air. I'm eating I'm eating scented air that you're trying to tell me is a full meal.
0: I mean, fair enough. Well, let's break into this episode a little bit. Well, since we've been talking for like twenty minutes already, uh, we open with a flashback, and it's Merman. This is a little bit weird to me because we got Merman on a boat and Skeletor's there, and they've got Tila and He-Man captured. And what I thought was a little bit weird is that He-Man, who I understand to be the most powerful man in the universe, is being held with his arms behind his back by just two dudes.
1: Oh, that didn't bother me. I mean... I I thought He-Man was strong. uh, Yeah, but I mean, like, especially, like, in the original they did shit like that all the time, where it was like, oh, you punched him once, and now he's like, he goes flying, but Hat, like, how does this work?
2: I think he had some sort of manacles on him with like a little blinking light, so we can assume that some sort of okay.
1: Mat- thing that binds him whatevs i mean fair enough he did break out of it as soon as he got underwater (laughs) i like that this is what bothers you not the paper thin plot or the weird tone or the writing no i want to make sure the characters are right why why isn't his strength
0: consistent listen i've battled against he-man on two different episodes of who would win so i've had to come with full grips at the ridiculous level of power that this character has that whenever i see him depowered under any circumstances i get really annoyed because because I didn't have to fight that guy. I had to fight the one pushing a goddamn moon <laughs> out of orbit, you know? <laughs> and if you could push a moon out of orbit, I just don't think whatever the F Merman is doing there should be enough. <laughs> That's all. Maybe uh, it's just I it's bitterness. I would say
1: the original Merman voice it was a little bit more fun to me than this one. Like, it always sounded like he was gargling water and speaking at the same That's time.
0: All he was doing, yep. And this yep, one was yep, just yep. sort of
1: like, him like just a regular voice actor doing sort of a regular voice i thought he was so
0: badass though i thought this interpretation of merman see, I, the other one to me was more campy and this one was a more grounded version I mean, of the that's, character that's i thought true this one was everything.
1: badass everything in the original was was campy i, I mean i was so you. excited to see merman and and i love when he comes back and he's covered in in scars like he got yeah. like hit by hit by a boat rotor or something
2: yeah you couldn't have you couldn't have that scarred up dude being you know, like, yes,
1: yeah, I wish they had split the difference between the camp and just a straight voice performance.
2: Yeah, you mean uh, I for that. Uh, uh, replace him with Mermista and <laughs> while we're at it, let's replace every character in this show with a better character from the She-Ra reboot.
0: Oh, shit. Wow, there it is Chan dropping the thunder. Um, so uh, Skeletor says, let's kill him. And so the, the fish people jump overboard with Tila and He-Man to drown them, which is a decent plan. That's fine. Uh, yeah. Man at arms comes out of nowhere, makes the save, and He-Man gets back up into the boat again. And he says to Merman, you're all wet. And it's a line that's so ridiculous. Even the show takes a moment to point out how ridiculous it is. That made me happy.
2: No, that would have <laughs> been hilarious in 2012.
0: Wait, what year is it?
2: 2013. Oh, I'm a year late.
1: Yeah, I I, I didn't mind this. I I mean, you know, again, again, like tonally, it's it's weird that sometimes they're on board with the puns and sometimes they call them out in a tongue in cheek way. I wish they would just pick one either be campy and don't acknowledge it or or sort of be like ironic about it and be like what a stupid pun but the fact that they do both in like the same episode has me has me confused
0: that's what me me about it stitches thank you sorry chan go ahead i'm done
2: i'm done
1: you cut out a little bit and i didn't hear what you said i didn't hear
0: anything you said
2: oh oh yeah uh yeah that's the tone problem that I have: is the jokes they tell, uh, and and then you know try and be serious at the same time, and yeah. don't uh, they they're tr- they want to have both of them, and instead of finding a way to meld them together, they just slap them in there. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It it feels like two different execs were giving notes and one was like, oh man, you know what this needs? This needs puns, like bad puns, like in the 80s, just like really camp it up. And another exec is just like, you know what this needs? This needs to call out the stupid fucking puns. And (laughs) then they like decided to split the difference in a weird, in a weird way. And and it's, yeah, it's, it's a strange, it's not, it's not consistent throughout. And it's, it's a strange thing. The puns may not be clawful, but they are awful.
2: I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you. Uh, uh, We're breaking up uh, for like (laughs) the past four and a half years.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, It made me laugh so hard. I couldn't hear you because I deafened myself with a knife.
0: (laughs) I mean, who could blame you at this point? Um, uh, They all refer to the fact that man at arms is the actual threat on the team. Evil Lynn even calls it out. Uh, it's an evil ends just say yo. Everybody knows that he man's a clown, and Ma- man at arms is the real power. And I'm sort of like nobody effing thinks that. Stop it. I, nobody you know freaks what? out I, when man at arms shows up. This
1: though, I I appreciate this because I do think that there is I I, I you know like I appreciate whenever there's sort of an old battle scarred guy like an Aragorn type. Sure. But and then there's like a younger guy that's sort of. You know, a little bit of a doofus, but he's got all the strength. I like the fact that, you know, you're saying, look, this old guy brings experience to the table. And between the two of them, you'd rather fight He-Man because he's just going to be flailing with his big muscles. But Man-at-Arms is going to, like, he's going to Batman that shit. He's going to go in advance and set up all these booby traps. And it's just going to be a bloodbath. Uh, So I, I appreciate that. But again... Like, it's like two minutes in and they're like, oh, man at arms is the most dangerous man in attorney," And it's like, yeah, we knew the episode was about him. You ended the last (laughs) episode on him. So now and then again, we go from that into like, oh, here's a shrouded figure in the in the courtyard. I wonder who it is. We just said the name man at arms. (laughs) But. Surely it can't be Man at Arms. Well, I mean, even though he's in the same place that we saw him just like two seconds ago at the end of the last episode, <laughs> ignore that. Now we want you to be like, who's this shrouded man who has the exact same body type and build and is in the same place as Man at Arms? Uh, uh, maybe he's the most dangerous man in Eternia. Oh, right, we already told you that was Man at Arms, but uh, <laughs> we don't we don't remember how tension works. I, I, Gina,
0: you're saying so many uh, uh, amazing, uh, correct things here. A couple things I want to add the the fact that they got the dude who played Davos in Game of Thrones to play Man at Arms, perfect casting. I I love him in this role. I believe him, and I, and he really brings a certain like quiet gravitas to the character that I really liked. Yeah, uh, he's thing, great. He's great. Yeah, the, the other thing to what Gina said is that. <laughs> The flashback features man at arms. We have a conversation about how dangerous man at arms is cut to an old man getting a drink of magic juice or whatever the hell we're calling it spills it. Cause he's a little feeble gets stepped in by a guy who's clearly man at arms because he's all, we've been goddamn talking about this entire episode. He comes in. They don't really try to hide it. We go through an entire fight scene and at the end of it to what you said earlier, Gina, Everybody's just like, "Oh, it's mad <laughs> it's Yeah, like, like the I didn't fact, think that was in doubt he, at this
1: point. The fact that he keeps his shroud on for the whole fight. Is like, and then like they reveal it when he like pulls his shroud back and it's like, Oh crap. Oh crap. It's man at arms. Oh my God. Who could have guessed it, it was man at arms. Like, by God, it, like again, this was, if we had thought, if this was like five episodes later, if we had thought he was dead, if the audience had sort of forgotten about him, if there wasn't a flashback, if we didn't end the episode and if it was literally just like, you see a feeble old man in the village getting water and and someone steps in, who is it? Oh crap. Then you could be like, oh crap, it's man in arms. This shrouded figure was man in arms the whole time. He's not dead after all. But like, it's just so, it's just such a weird choice to me to have him fight shrouded like in mystery and blah, 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 because there's no, and like, again, it's not, this show isn't for little kids. Cause then maybe I could be like, okay, maybe a four-year-old would be like, who's that? Who's that? But like, when you're making a show like this and it's, and it's for adults, like, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. It's just such a weird, it's such a weird choice. Like, I feel like someone yeah. pitched this episode and was just like, okay. So the last place you would expect this hero to be Is like a a dirt poor village, blah 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 blah. Like and then you could be like, oh shit, so man at arms is in the village. But like they have very clearly set up that it's man at arms and and I just I just hate it. I hate it.
0: Yeah. Look, it's to the I I knew it was man at arms. Look, if I picked up on it, (laughs) that's how you know somebody dropped the ball somewhere all i'll say about that i also like before that the evil lynn speech about avoid dangerous men you know the lady who's up into it with skeletor it's a little weird it's a little weird she has no self-awareness in that particular regard uh but, no
2: she does she yeah she, that's the whole point is she's saying i have been there and i have done that and then she continues to explicate it later on that yeah. It yeah and i, I will continue to do, it so, do it. it so my
0: advice is worthless
1: no no chan's right this is supposed this is supposed to be Again, it's not super successful, but this is supposed to show character growth from oh, okay. what we knew of the original characters. Like, very clearly, the, the writers slash writers were like, okay, so here are the issues in the original. Why would a super powerful sorceress like Evelyn tie herself to this man? Oh, I know. Let's sort of call that out throughout throughout, so we can show her character growth. Which is like a great thought, but it's again, it's executed poorly. I I thought maybe there was supposed to be a layer of she's telling this clearly to a lesbian. And uh, that's that's like the that's sort of the tongue in cheek part where she's like avoid dangerous men. And then and then the look that what's her butt gives her is sort of like a bitch. I'm a lesbian. Like, what are you talking about? Of course, I avoid dangerous oh, men. Funny. I avoid all men.
0: I didn't pick uh, up on that. See, that that was good
1: but but again it's like it's it's hard to tell sort of what's intentional and what's oh, yeah like it, it to again that feels like a first draft of something where someone was like ooh i know like let's call out the fact that evelyn has uh, has has grown and blah blah blah, blah but th- but they don't go deep enough for me
2: while we're at this point um I I I feel like my original vibe was that uh, um, Tila and her friend are uh, in a relationship, mm-hmm. um, and now Evelyn is talking about how Tila still holds a candle for He Man.
0: Yeah, and
2: I'm unclear if the intent was um, to really butch up the character of Tila but she's not uh gay or she is bi and we're just not going to like um uh like delve into that. we're just going to like call it out and then just sort of leave it there or uh, it, oh, it's unclear to, to me what they're going for
1: to me to me I I, I thought it was very clear that she's bi and the, and like sort of you know sexually a little bit fluid it it, it reminded me of um, and, it, and this is because I've been rewatching The Walking Dead, but sort of the season where Michonne and uh, what's her butt, the blonde chick.
0: Uh, blondie uh, pants, that's her name.
1: Yeah, blondie pants are, are are on the road before they meet the governor. Like it's sort of hinted at the fact that that maybe they were keeping each other warm at night. But now mm. that the governor is there, bl- the blonde starts banging him. It's it's sort of like a, yeah, you know, like end of the world, anything goes type of thing. Uh, yeah, it. because yeah. to me, to me, Tila is a character who like if she, like, you know, she's fighting beside someone, she's going to she's going to eventually like get it on with them. It doesn't matter if it's He-Man or, or this other chick whose name I refuse to learn.
2: She fights alongside her father. That's disgusting. Gina. Your
1: wow. adopted father. I watch porn wow. about that all the time. Oh Jesus!
0: <laughs> I was hoping we wouldn't go there, but I could always <laughs> trust Gina would take us there anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's just that's weird. That's just a whole other subject for a whole other time. But
1: what? <laughs> fucking why is every video like that now? I don't understand. It's a, it's a, you know, it's one of those things that I think it, it makes. Somewhat vanilla sexual people feel like, ooh, I'm doing something a little bit naughty, but not really. Because even in the porn, like, even though they're clearly actors who aren't related at all, but even in the porn, they're like, it's okay. I'm just your stepbrother. But it makes like pretty vanilla people who can't handle, you know, like the harder stuff be like, ooh, this is so naughty.
2: Wait a a minute. You're the one that's watching all of this porn.
1: I watch everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you never know where inspiration is going to come from, Chan. Yeah,
1: I got to I got to get I I watch things for narrative purposes, Chan. Uh, Thank I
0: you.
2: <laughs> and it, there's no better narratives to be found than in the world of low budget <laughs> pornography.
0: You know where they really get dramatic tension right? Pornhub.
1: Yeah, uh, you know uh, uh 20 years from they, now they will. 20 years from now when they do the remake uh, I'll be I'll be looking for character growth in the Pornhub videos.
2: <laughs> no, no, they absolutely have to have already made a He-Man porno.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, oh, absolutely. God.
2: Or are you I talking about, about the porn version of the remake that's out currently? <laughs> so people who are looking for that nostalgic blast, who remember back to the time when they're wa- having a nostalgic blast.
1: Yeah, nostalgic was, blast I, is also what tried. He-Man says right before he comes in someone's face.
2: That's. that's really weird because i wouldn't upsetting. think that it would be a nostalgic thing for him
0: no now he's I saying just,
1: he's I, saying for the person he's blasting on it's nostalgic, nostalgic, nostalgic for them
0: Blast! <laughs> i'm just picturing evil Inn having a full-on scene and then at the end of it turning to the camera and saying i'm a changed person now <laughs> yeah, i've really you mean, grown you mean in this because
1: scene. you mean because they really ham it up with the di- with her dialogue here
0: <laughs> listen I'm here for it. I love it all. Um so I don't mean you.
2: to be a Borgasm, but I'm about to have an
0: Oh
1: <laughs> god damn uh, it. Uh, you it. know, we like when we see Merman again, I'm going to point out why I'm 100% convinced that he and Evelyn fucked.
0: Oh. Well, hold on. Let's get we'll get no, there uh, in a sec. We got a whole fight scene here going on because okay, I'm just going to kind of break down the key points and then y'all tell me what you're feeling. Uh, old guy spills the magic cup. Everybody at the village. Boo.
1: You got to spill it. You're a jerk. Wait, what, what Ray didn't say is that is that in keeping with the, oh, shit, there's only a few dregs of magic left. Yes. This is what ev- everyone in this town goes and sort of tries to fill a cup with magic. So the reason they're so pissed at this old man for dropping it is because it's like some of the only magic left. Right. And it also immediately like sprouts some some grass.
0: That was crazy. So I that's like that. how you
1: know it's magic water. It's
0: made of magic and there is we don't have any new magic coming in, so you have to ration the magic you have, can't be wasting it. Well, a guy who is clearly man at arms steps in and's like, "Yo, leave the man alone. He's doing his best here. He's got he's got poop going on." At which point triclops and his machine cult uh show up, and that was rad. Big old fight with these whip people in the hooded robes, and 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 gosh, they got him. Triclops and his crew gets him. He gets evil Lynn, he gets uh, not man at arms, he gets Tila, he gets other lady, and and out of nowhere, like who's gonna make the save? And it's Beast Man. Yo, Beast Man FT dubs. Yeah beastman comes in and just starts wrecking people and he tells uh triclops he's just like hey you know you're messing with her assumingly evil and he says you mess with her you mess with me you don't want to mess with me maybe it's time to go and triclops is like i agree with you so they just leave and and then we get a big reveal you guys gi Joe will return after these messages he-Man, Beast He-Man. Man's no match
2: for Battle Armor, He-Man.
0: Beastman, Battle Armor, He-Man, and Skeletor each sold separately.
2: Take that! Just a dent. And He-Man, that! He-Man, More He-Man. dents. But look! They're gone! Only He-Man has this power. Oh, yeah? Battle Armor, Skeletor has it, too. Now the real fun
0: begins. Battle Armor, Skeletor, and He-Man figures each sold separately from the Masters of the Universe Collection. Beastman figure also sold separately from Mattel. back to G.I. Joe. That dude who looked just like and acted just like Man at Arms is Man at Arms. What? What?
1: Wow. No way. We haven't seen him in like at least 30 seconds. How, been, well, been. that's a good reveal. Uh, I was excited to see Beastman. <laughs> Beastman was always sort of one of my favorites. And also like, like in Man. the in the live action movie was so fucking terrifying oh. uh, when he's sort of like trying to grab. Courtney Cox and he's screaming right next to her face and shit like that. Like it's it's he's a he's a cool ass character. I also appreciate this ongoing thing of like friends become enemies, enemies become friends. Yeah. Uh like the fact that they all fought on the same side at some point but now he's still loyal to Evelyn and and Triclops is like, "Yo, what up, homie? Like what's what's the deal? Like we're buds." And he's like if you're not down with my bitch, you're not down with me. Uh so get out of here. Triclops is like, "All right, if that's the way you want to be, I'm I'm out." It so was weird, I, Chan. I, I, I remember like
0: when Beastman says, "If you're not down with my bitch, you're not down with me." <laughs> I don't know if you can pull that, Chan. Uh, uh, you, uh, but it you're, was you're, I, can't I can't, was blown can't. away. I was yeah. blown away. Yeah.
1: Uh yeah, I I like this. I like and and also as soon as he shows up, you realize, "Oh crap, he's going to join their crew." Which I'm I'm all in for. I love yeah. dopey Beastman. Just sort of being there and being the muscle, uh. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm into it. I, lo-
0: I want Eva Lynn talking shit, but I don't want her like uh, also cashing the checks that her words are writing. I want somebody else to be the one to step in for. Her. Beastman fits that role perfectly. You know, it's like I, I don't want to see Bobby Heenan fight people all the time, but having Andre the Giant fight people while Bobby Heenan talks shit. Now we're talking, right? That's the jam. Um, so they ask man-at-arms they say we need you to weld the new power sword together we need somebody who can do that not many people can do that you're one of them please come with us so you immediately
2: skip over the weirdness of duncan like flinging off his robe and then like getting down on his knees please take me back baby tina baby i'm sorry i swear i'm not gonna hit you again then she calls him duncan Cause that's a real normal weird to be calling your dad by his first name. Real
0: weird. Yeah. Um, okay. Fair. Like,
2: I mean, I get that we're trying to shorthand that she is very unhappy with him and his behaviors, but it just doesn't. That's that's one of those things. Like, totally, it just rings false. It doesn't. The do, these don't seem
0: like people. It uh, didn't feel right. I'll go with like that. Devices.
1: Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, I I agree. And again, the whole the whole quote unquote reveal of Man at Arms thing was not was cool. I do enjoy the reveal that, like, since Orko is a purely magical creature, now he's essentially an emaciated skeleton that's dying.
0: No. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's there's the, there's the actual reveal right there because Man at Arms says, "Yo, I got to get this cup of magic juice back. This is my priority. When we do that." I'll talk to you about whatever other nonsense you want to talk about. We get back to his place and it's Orko who needs the magical drink because he is having a rough time. He tries to like just do a very basic light incantation and it turns into a cloudy, rainy mess. And he's like, yo, I just suck right now. And my in my head, I was like, Orco, you've always sucked. What is yeah. this is not new? Yeah. You've all this is how bad your magic has always been. This isn't because you're weak on any stretch of the imagination. You know, this is like me saying, Man, I'm just just not as virile and not as <laughs> able to go into uh, working out situations as I used to. Oh man, it, it must be all of that, uh all that non-wrestling. And it's like, no, that's yeah. not really the reason why, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I will say that like it, it it this moment doesn't hit quite as hard because he he successfully completes the spell and then it turns, which is the whole point of his character. Like it always, right. happens. like to me, if he tried the spell and and it didn't work at all, like like you know he couldn't even get the little ball of sun going, like maybe that would have been a little sadder or something. But but legitimately, I was like, oh, is this supposed to? Like the, the the image of him is so shocking because he's so he's so skinny and bony and he looks yeah. so sick. That then they immediately cut it with him being like, "Here's a spell. Oh, it's crappy," which is like what he used to do. I want to see him fucking like you know puss at the corners of his mouth dying, Holy and then shit. don't and then don't like don't cut it with the humor of like, "Oh, his shitty spell. He, he look at he's got another shitty spell." like maybe have him try it and then fail instead uh but yeah to me i was like oh you're trying to have this serious moment of crap this dude is almost dead because i do think it's i do think it's cool he goes on a whole thing where he's like please let me come with you and they're like no you're you're useless and he's like i was only ever really happy when i was fighting and so i was like oh shit are they going to kill orco which they still might which to me would be cool as hell, but all the tension is like taken out when he's like, here's a little ball of sun. Oh, no, it turned into a rain cloud. And I'm like, <laughs> do you do, dude, like, go fuck yourself.
0: Yeah, I, I I don't think I quite want to see pus coming out of his eyes. But like, you know, I seeing a corners of orko, his mouth, Thank you very much. Oh, sorry. My bad. I, I, don't, uh, either I
2: don't know if you uh, know the history. Uh, Gina actually pitched. Uh, a he-man reboot to netflix <laughs> oh shit uh in which she wanted to use orco as a really strong uh aids crisis metaphor <laughs> oh my god that's <laughs> the whole thing in 80s uh, 1980s america uh where skeletor was ronald reagan and orco was dying of aids and so like she had a whole thing with like pus and you know like hooked up to ivs and stuff like that and uh it was. I mean, it was moving and was powerful, definitely. But um, not maybe quite what they were going for.
0: I mean, to I'm be fair, saying. the title the title of it was Orko's Pussy, and I just don't think it read on the screen the way she intended it to. Yeah, uh, I did there? You oh, were, you I, I just think
1: if female. you're gonna if you're gonna show Orko and you want us to think he's dying, don't have him be his same old stupid self with like spells that go wrong and shit like that.
0: I mean, fair mm-hmm. enough. I mean, he does drink the magic drink and he's feeling a little bit better, you know, that, you know, and he, his voice very clearly is conveying somebody who's just getting beat down right now. So, I, you know, I was, okay. I'm, you know, if they want to, if they want to take the impossible task of make me care about Orko, I welcome it. This is yeah. like somebody trying to do a rehab on Jar Jar Binks. And and maybe somebody someday will go for it and maybe they'll get it right. Uh, or like the Dungeons and Dragons movie, trying to make me feel sad that a Wayans brother dies. Like, look, these are impossible tasks. And I credit somebody even trying.
1: But here's the thing. That's what I'm saying. They, when we see Orko and he's laying down and he's emaciated, I was like concerned for Orko. And then they immediately cut the legs out from under that by having him do a stupid spell that like goes wrong again I do a bit,
0: yeah,
1: uh and that to me is part of the 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 tonal problem here is that they don't they don't they're not letting you live with anything before they're like like to me, it's like watching an inexperienced improv scene where someone comes out and they initiate the next person who like is in the scene is like panicking. Cause they're like, maybe that didn't work. Let's let's all of a sudden make their like uh, Now there's dinosaurs out here. And then the first guy is like, fuck. Oh fuck. There's dinosaurs. Okay. I don't, I, is that funny? No, no, let's change it to like spacemen. And you're like, what am I focused on? And why do I care?
0: Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, I, I think we've, I think we've, uh, uh tapped the orco Well, <laughs> long, long, enough. Let's move forward. Um, they asked man-at-arms to go on their journey, and he says, no, I will not do that. I'm here with my family and my family adjacent, to which point we meet Roboto, who I do not remember from the original series. I do not remember this character, I but essentially... I also don't.
2: Uh, yeah, there was a famous song by Styx about <laughs> if I recall.
0: Yeah, and I'm not sure they're talking about the same guy, but now I want them to have been.
2: Absolutely. I
1: mean, yeah. and here's the thing, like, I will say, you know, my brother and I were pretty big He-Man fans, and we had a lot of the toys Absolutely. and i don't remember robato and they treat him like we like we do all remember him like they, like it's very much a tila says like oh wait you know like we don't maybe we don't need man at arms if he's the only one that knows how to reforge this here's robato and he's got all his memories and i was like wait what who the fuck is this guy <laughs> like he's yeah, got yeah, all his yeah. memories and he's like you made me and this is just an info dump of he's like Mr. Roboto is like you made me when you were a younger man so therefore I am impulsive like the younger you but if you know how to if you knew how when you were younger to reforge this thing then I also have the knowledge to reforge it and it's like okay info dump uh like what what are we who is this like you're because you're treating him like he's beast man or merman but I also did not remember who the hell he was.
0: Uh, also, a fun note is uh, Justin Long of the "I'm a Mac, I'm a PC" commercials does the voice of Roboto. I know he's been in like other things, but that's really where I want him to stay. Uh, just put it out there.
1: I, I, yeah, I liked that. It was that was the that was what I liked about Roboto. I was like, hell yeah, yeah Justin Long, here we go. He did
0: a good job. He did. a, uh, he did a good
1: job. No, and I yeah. and I, I, I make fun because
0: he made that Die Hard movie. I wish didn't happen, but. Um, you know, what What a performer. I'm so excited that he has success and can be doing a good job as Roboto. Uh, this
2: whole thing of him talking about his family, because that's what this whole scene is like, I can't go because I have built this family and I need to take care of him and all that. And uh, he gets called out by Tila, who's like, oh, yeah, well, all, all you ever cared about was uh, um, taking care of the royal family. You need me to shit about me. Um, it hurts. Then what makes that previous scene even worse where he's just like, oh, I'm so sorry. And he gets down on his knee and I beg forgiveness and all of this jazz because uh, now we have multiple instances uh, where he indeed cares about his uh, um, like whatever family and doesn't yeah. give a shit about Tila. Yeah. But uh, also
1: like she's, she's first of all, she's his adopted da- daughter. So like good on him for adopting her in the first place when she's not really like his daughter. And second of all, like he I, yeah. I, again, everything about this is weird because am I like I don't know if I'm supposed to empathize with him and be like, oh, cut him a break, Tila. Like he was your adopted father and he taught you how to fight and did all this cool stuff and gave you opportunities at the palace and you were gonna be the you were gonna be the new like man at arms and like that's all really cool stuff that he did for you. Or if I'm supposed to be like, look at this old asshole. He made a robot of himself because he was like lonely. Like what's going on here? Like, I don't I wish I would have done that at even, a young like, age, ca- even character wise. Tonally, I'm not sure. Uh, like, I'm not sure who I'm supposed to be thinking is, is in the wrong here. Like is Teela yeah. in the wrong for not forgiving him and for like, because I, I did, I admit I read right before we, we, podcast I read a review where, you know, a, a female reviewer was saying, I'm really sick of this shit where it's like a woman character who has everything going for her, which, you know, at the beginning it was, she was getting a promotion. She's, she was really happy. And then like one thing makes her throw it all away. Like, like with that, with that one thing being that everyone lied to her. And this reviewer was saying like, like give me give me a break this is feeding into the stereotype that women are rash like she's she's built her whole career and now because she feels like oh they kept this one secret from me i'm throwing it all away and i'm renouncing my ad- adopted father who took care of me so on the one hand yeah like i'm like come on bitch like just forgive forgive your your dad it, like he kept he kept a secret for a reason it's not as bad as you think and on the other hand i'm like M- man man and arms like what are you doing your daughter is here asking for your help and you're like no i need to help my robotic son that i created who's really just me so it's a weird like ego thing like i don't know who i exactly. don't know who to focus on here that is three, weird
2: three minutes earlier, it was like, i will do anything to win you back and now he's like except you know go on a trip with you
1: yeah, the, except the one thing. And then and then like to then get the rug pulled out almost immediately again of him like being like, "Yes, I will go with you." And she's like, "No. Hold up. I just I just thought of a way better idea. I'm going to send you on this mission." He's like, "But I don't want to go." And she's like, "Promise me you'll go." And he's like, "Okay." And then he's like, "I lied. I lied again. I didn't really go, even though you were like technically my superior when we were at the like. I didn't go, and now I'm here to like save your butt. But then I'm gonna immediately <laughs> leave again. It's just so <laughs> it's it's exhausting. There's a, there's a lot of
0: weird back and forth that happens here because it, and 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 to just lay out the bullet points here, Gina, you did a great job right there. But just to, to restate. Uh, they want man-at-arms to go with them on this mission to hell. And he says, I got to go back to these people first. They go, great. So he goes back and reveals that it's Orko and his robot, his robot that he made, his C-3PO, basically, of himself. And they say now. Who he's
1: treating like a son. Who "Who he's treating like like a son. son. And
0: that's great. You know, um, uh, uh, some would argue that adopted children are just as loved, Gina.
2: (laughs) So. (laughs) Hold on. Hold on adopted child is one thing uh building one that is a carbon copy of yourself is
0: <laughs> a little bit different i mean i would i would like, argue there's no difference whatsoever
1: <laughs> oh shit did we just learn that Luna's is a robot do you yes don't worry yourself a child ray hmm?
0: look I, ha- I had to do something <laughs> um, so they ask man at arms can you join us he says no I have to be here with my family to which Teela's like oh fuck you old man <laughs> like yeah. what the F at which point uh, uh, Orko says actually I'm into this trip roboto says i'm also into this trip because i can do the shit that you're asking man-at-arms to do at which point man-at-arms goes okay fine i have no reason to stay because my family is going i will go to protect my family and tila (laughs) just pulls out a giant brass pair of testicles and she's like actually man-at-arms fuck you. You don't get to see your family. I'm sending you somewhere totally else to castle Grayskull. Even yeah. though you're, you've just expressed the only thing you want is to be with your family. And now that they're coming, fuck you. And I'm just like, wow, this is outrageous. And then to find out of the next scene, man at arms didn't even do what he was supposed to do.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this and, is and bizarre. You know, you know, what's weird also is that, yeah, t- to me, to me, honestly, it's like it's like a first time writer with ADD wrote this show because at no point has Tila mentioned that she's concerned about the sorceress. Like if it was an ongoing thing that they were worried about, if she was saying like, oh, my God, like, how are we going to keep the sorceress safe and go to hell, blah, 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 blah. And so they try and sort of jam it in there of like, hey, listen, uh, um, Triclops just attacked here because he's like getting them. He wants to kill magic. You know, who else is magic? The sorceress. We can't just leave her on her own. But like they already saw that Triclops was doing this before this episode. So to me, that's just a sort of thing where it's, it's, yeah, it, again like she came here with a, with a very specific mission at no point was the sorceress mentioned. The very specific mission was yeah. the only one who can reforge. This is man at arms. So we have to get him to come with us to hell so he can reforge this. And then it's yep. okay. He's not coming. Okay okay, you know, this, this other thing that can do it is coming, which also like, they don't even know. Isn't it better just to have two of them anyway? Like what if when Roboto gets killed them? along the way? Or like yes. Roboto isn't even sure. He's just like, if you have the knowledge, then I probably have this knowledge. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, Tila's like, oh crap. You know what? I totally forgot about the sorceress. Yeah. Go, you know, what? Go do that. Go do that instead. Even though we've been we came here specifically to get you. Clearly we need some sort of narrative device to separate us again, because for some reason we can't just all go down to hell and have that be the plot. So you go do this thing. And then another very, very stupid thing happens.
2: Hold on. Hold on. I'm pretty sure I know what it is. Yep. Because as, as much as I hate the scene uh, up until this point, that wasn't even the worst part of it, uh, and also bearing in mind we're closing in on an hour, we're not even halfway through this goddamn episode, so oh, we should it'll, probably It'll go
1: fast. It'll pull go fast back
2: on the. <laughs> yeah, a
1: lot of it is just a battle scene coming up. So
2: yeah, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Man at Arms has some things to say.
0: Mm-hmm. I said no more secrets. So there's something I have to tell you. <laughs>
1: No, we don't have time for any more family feuds the (laughs) orb ember is at almost half the height it burned only yesterday
0: a story for another time then what i can't believe they let her get away with that (laughs)
1: yeah Uh, 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 yeah again and he's obviously going to tell her like yo your mom is the sorceress you're sending me to like protect her no more secrets oh oh you think that's
0: the secret yeah, Ray, that is obviously the secret. I thought he was going to tell her, like, if you visualize something and make a wishboard, it will come true. I thought that was the secret.
1: <laughs> but like, you know, which is like such a ham-handed thing because like the last episode was where the sorceress is like, I wanted to see you one more time. And she was like, Me? Why me? And then it's like, no time, no time to explain it right now that I'm your mom. And then now he's like, I need to tell you. And then, ah, God, it's just so derivative. It's like, it's just so, yeah, I don't know. Again, it it seems like someone had an idea of how TV shows are written, and they're like, oh, there's some big secret, but, like, for some reason they can't. We'll figure out later why, but for some reason they can't reveal it. Uh, And then a story for another time, perhaps? It's like, bitch, either don't bring it up or just tell her right now. Like, don't be like, hey, speaking of the Sorceress and Secrets... Uh, it's just terrible. Uh,
2: also, uh, this whole fucking thing happened because they were keeping secrets. Tila like flipped out because there were secrets. Why would she then be like, oh, there's another secret you didn't tell me? Oh, well, that's probably not important. Let's yep. go. Yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't spend 15 seconds and be like, ah, by the way, here's uh, here's a secret that I have. And it could be anything. It could be like, "Uh, uh I molested you when you were two. Jesus. I, it, that's. That's something that only takes about 10 seconds to say. And like, yeah, sure. They got to figure out the ramifications of it. But uh, like, if it was important enough to say something, fucking say it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. E-
1: either say it or don't bring it up and wait it until worth, yeah. wait until the end. Like, It was worth bringing so- up
0: in the first place. It's worth taking the 10 seconds to say. I am with both of you on that.
1: Yeah. And I mean, um, the rest of the episode is nothing. They go on the water. They get attacked. Here's Merman. Uh, Gina, I believe I could paint a much more flowery picture of it than that <laughs> no, first No, I'm off, telling you, okay? that's, that's what it is. So, guys, here's what happens
0: uh, next. Time. They go on the water, and then they get attacked. See, when I say it, there's a lot more <laughs> gravitas. No, so, no, no. They we go to a place called, yes, Chan. We're
2: going to talk about Evil Lynn, because this is yeah. one of those things yeah. where, like, if it were a show that was well-balanced and paced and, you know, like a, a paid homage uh, while at the same time creating uh, new worlds, I would be all about this moment. Uh-huh. But the fact that it's just a collection of shit that's just shoveled into a dumpster and then thrown out at us, uh, 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 Eva Lynn takes her helmet off and she has long flowing white hair.
1: What is that? That
0: was red. Yeah.
1: I love it cool
2: moment except I don't care about any of these people.
1: Yeah, the things- I, yeah I did yes. have a moment where I was like, oh, cool, and then she goes into like, you know, oh, oh, a month ago, I was really into Skeletor. <laughs> uh, but then, like, in this past month, when you haven't seen the interesting part, which is the 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 character growth, I think that's one of my issues here, is that, A lot of this, it it feels to me like a writer who said like, God, writing character growth in a real way is so hard. Let's skip over it and just have them do like info dump that shows that they grew as a character. Because seeing the aftermath of like seeing Evelyn realize, oh my God, I attached myself to this man who used me and, and like I could have been super powerful. Like seeing her You know, wander around for a while after he's gone, not knowing who she is, sort of go through those post like abusive relationship breakup moments and then come out the other side uh sort of like carol on the walking dead where the first season you see her you know she's she's her husband's like beating her and shit like that very submissive and then it and then it slowly shows her like after her daughter dies and all this shit but this is just evelyn being like hey remember like 20 minutes ago when you saw me in that episode and i was totally devoted to skeletor i have since realized that that was dumb (laughs) <laughs> and I'm actually more powerful than him. And if I hadn't hitched my wagon to his, I could have been the most powerful sorceress in this land. So basically what I'm saying is, ladies, be your own kind of woman. And then Teela's like, yeah, I don't want your advice because I'm going through some shit too. And Evelyn's like, okay, here's my long flowing hair. Oh, crap. We're being attacked. Uh, character growth moment over.
0: I was convinced she was about to bust into a burlesque number to show her fierce independence and unfortunately unfortunate so merman <laughs> attacks
2: in. Uh, real quick this is important to me and so I'm going to take this moment oh, to do it.
0: Be
1: obvious that I could have been a master of the universe
2: I can't wait to get out of Africa Meryl Oh, there it Th- is is that is that not a nope the fucking upright citizens' brigade. I'm not familiar.
0: Is like, that is that is that is that a, is that a music group? <laughs> uh, they have a,
2: a a sketch. I think it's in a video store where a guy is like, you know, I had the titular line in that movie. I'm like, what? No, you didn't. And so he like puts in a, like a tape of out of Africa, and it's you know out of Africa, and then uh-huh. it, it gets to like a little hand cam of him saying like, I can't wait to get out of Africa, Meryl. <laughs> is in the- uh, yeah, cool So 20 year old uh, sketch comedy
0: references Don't play here Got no. it. O- Only know. the state If you would have said like I, I want to dip like my I... balls in it I would have been on board
1: Yeah, I feel like I, I very vaguely remember. remember this
0: Fucking
2: know who the Upright Citizens Brigade is <laughs> Living in Los Angeles And doing comedy for the past 10, 12, 15 years
0: Wait, so uh, is that is that Colbert? Yeah. Uh, who-
2: Fuck y'all <laughs> I have,
0: look, I have oh, Matt Besser's crib in my nursery. So, yes, I'm aware of the Upright Citizen Brigade. I do not remember that sketch.
2: One of the episodes of his show, maybe.
0: Uh, yeah, I didn't even know it was a show. Ass okay.
1: pennies? Is this about ass pennies?
0: Ass pennies. <laughs> okay, I do know ass pennies.
1: See, Chan, uh, you just got to know your your audience. <laughs> if, if, he went with, if he knows I want to dip my balls in it, he's going to know ass pennies.
0: <laughs> and, and Gina is nailed it on both accounts (laughs) look and and i I don't think we call back enough to i want to dip my balls in it uh louis who uses his catchphrase over and over again (laughs) one of the greatest ideas in sketch comedy history i will point out and i and i love uh ken marino for it i'll say it right now great bit great bit i sat by i sat two rows behind him at a, a, a theatrical performance once and you know what we did not talk But I was like, shit, that's Ken Marino. That's the I want to dip my balls in it guy. And then the whole time I had to be like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't (laughs) in the middle of this live theatrical production shout. I want to dip my balls in it because no one, especially Ken Marino, will appreciate it.
1: (laughs) I bet he would. He seems
0: like a lovely guy. He was a lovely guy. I never talked to him, but he was a lovely guy that I still don't think the bit would have worked. Not until I workshopped it a few more times. <laughs> anyway, we got some great lines coming up here. I know that we're running. We're gonna, this is going to be a longer episode. Look, we have a lot to say about Merman. Um, they not, Merman knocks out the engines, and so they're a little bit adrift. That's fine. Uh, at one point, uh, he is called by, I believe, Evil Inn calls him a traitorous trout.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Chan, I loved it. Uh, Man at Arms makes the save again because Merman's about to win, but then they defeat Merman, and <sighs> then... make an offer to him they say if you can get us to subternia we will set you free and let you live he's like yo i can agree to that (laughs) and and then they they, the he gets them to the gate they let him go he he does a whole like villain thing where he pops back up out of the water and is like i'm gonna get you next time the sea never forgets and i was like that's fucking cool You've got one eye now, you know. And then somebody immediately afterwards makes a fish because that was fishy. And I am not going to lie, I loved it. I don't care how tonally wrong it was. <laughs> and I, Chan, I can't believe you're not on board with this. This is your entire life. Oh, man.
1: I, fish feel, like, puns? I feel like those are fighting words.
2: My craft, my ah. art isn't just something to be bandied about like so much hubba bubba, bubble gum. I was honestly trying to remember uh, uh, the name of bazooka.
0: Bazooka Joe five cents bubble gum. For
2: some reason, my brain dredged up hubba bubble bubble gum.
0: Which is a much more obscure reference at this point.
2: Much more, much more. Like also, not even
0: close. The, big uh, league uh, chew.
2: The, you're in the big leagues when you make a perfect find. <laughs> yeah. You're in the big leagues oh, when shit. you block a shot or two. You're in the I'm big dancing. leagues when you're in the big league chew. There's a, another <laughs> song that apparently is still stuck in my brain uh, <laughs> from when I was six, and they I really can't knew how that. to do.
1: They really knew how to do jingles back then.
2: It's concerning.
0: Well, to be fair, advertising was a thing back in that era, too.
2: <laughs> I mean, not really I guess, so much anymore. I have to feel like, like all of the QAnon nutsos, like, you, you think, like, man, these people are really stupid. And at the same time, there's some stuff embedded in my brain that should not ever be there.
1: Oh, and no, I think it's great. Do I, you, I wonder, yeah. are we going to do a thing on straight.
2: Gina, I don't think that's a no, good thing. I think, I think wow, having, Gina. I think wow. having
1: uh, half your brain occupied by serial uh, jingles like I have for the past couple of weeks is great.
2: I feel like the difference between serial jingles and uh, Fox News headlines <laughs> is perilously thin and I don't want to slip.
0: this is a thing i wonder sometimes because you know they do like hey remember the 80s hey remember the 90s these shows they'll show like my buddy commercials and then people like oh shit and they're singing along like what are people gonna do hey remember the 2020s it's gonna be like shit remember when this banner ad flashed at the bottom of your email like advertising and, and jingles are not at all what they used to be there's nothing memorable about any of this stuff anymore it's all like 10 second you know, uh, 10 second plugs of just like, Hey, we're here really quick. Buy our thing. Okay. Bye. And it's, (laughs) we're very much living in the future now because that art form seems to me to be dead.
1: I mean, it's all, it's all good. We'll all be dead in the next like five years or so. So it's not like any jingles now would have a chance to stick with us for that long.
0: Gina, we cannot be killed before we get to GI Joe resolute. I'm going to (laughs) start right now. I'll be very upset. I'm mad that you
2: told me to plan a trip for nine years in the future, (laughs) knowing that we'd all be dead in
0: five. Oh, geez. I mean, you
1: have to have something to look forward to, even if you never get to it.
0: (laughs) That's a writer right there. You basically put me into
2: the role of the guy in the movie who's like, I'm just trying to make it home. I'm trying to make it home. It's my wife and kid. And I'm going to be dead. I'm going to be dead. And you. You could have chosen someone else. You could have chosen someone we didn't. You could have chosen Ray. Ray could, could have, have, have been the one. Chose you know, not to. But no, look, you gave me that backstory.
1: Look, literally before we before we podcasted tonight. I watched the episode of The Walking Dead where Glenn dies, and is he's that why he's, this entire episode has just been
2: <laughs> inundated with Like, you remember on The Walking Dead with the, I, know, was, the I was Dead wondering group. what was up.
1: Yeah, I clearly <laughs> said I've been rewatching <laughs> The Walking Dead, and it's the episode where Glenn dies, which is horrendous, and he's gurgling as he dies. It's one kind of the worst. Is it like, when he
0: fake dies or real dies? It's
1: when he real dies, okay. and his eyeball. But I remember when pops he fake dies. Out. Which, like, y'all know I have eyeball issues, but he's gurgling, Maggie, I'll find you. And it's like, bitch, no, you won't. You are dead. But, like, a couple minutes before, Maggie said to Rick, like, I trust you, Rick. I know you'll get us there. And I was like, damn, this show is great about not giving a crap who says what. I, I will never forget
0: because Glenn in The Walking Dead really quick is the, is the actual reason that I came up with the 24-hour spoiler rule that I'm so insistent upon. And that's because that episode when he fake died, right? When we all thought he was dead, but he wasn't really. Uh, 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 it was like that episode aired at 9 p.m. here on the West Coast at 6.30 p.m. in the West Coast where it had already aired a bit. <laughs> On the East Coast, the episode hadn't even finished on the East Coast yet. Hadn't even come on here in the West Coast. And one of my idiot Facebook friends posted, "So Glenn died. Am I supposed to care anymore?" Yeah, your friend. And I just sucks. remember being like, "Fuck you, dude." The you're- episode yeah. that you're watching hasn't even finished yet. It hasn't even started. And I don't know if you know this, Facebook doesn't differentiate by time zones when it comes to postings.
1: Yeah, I hope you, you immediately uh, unfollowed that friend. Also, uh, like people who read the comics know that uh, that Glenn dies from Lucille, so I don't yeah. know about that. Well, that's
0: why when there's a and I won't spoil it, a, they kill a second character in that same scene uh, before they kill Glenn, yeah. and that was like, "Ooh, are they are they twisting it up from the yeah. comics?" Uh, oh shit, that's an interesting choice. Oh shit, then they went ahead and killed Glennon. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was but that was, was some that, smart that writing. That made the moment work. Yeah, that was some yeah. smart writing because when he's doing eeny, meeny, Miney Mo, and you're like, well, come on, we all know it's going to be Glenn, and then it's not Glenn. You're like, oh, Glenn's Glenn's oh. too popular a character, I guess he's too everyone loves. Him. Oh my god, they killed him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's that, really it's a very successful moment. That you know? was
1: great. It's like the moment in Mr. Robot when everyone knew. Like everyone knew Christian Slater was a figment of his imagination. Speaking of bad writing. He had already given many interviews where he said like, yeah, this show is like Fight Club. And you're like, oh, okay. So Christian Slater is his dead dad and he's imagining him. But then they buried the lead because he he kisses his sister. And she's like, did you forget who I was? And it's like, oh, shit. Everyone was was so focused on this thing that we didn't even know that like this chick was your sister the whole time.
0: Yeah, I gave up on that show.
1: And then uh, uh, Pornhub had a whole new category of porn the next oh, day. Oh, Jesus Christ. And we <laughs> come full circle.
2: Over an hour, and we're talking about Walking Dead and... And Mr. Robot, <laughs> a USA original. Look, no, he, here's the
1: thing. Here's four. the thing. We're over an hour in, but there's there's literally 20 seconds left. They fucking go and they walk into hell. That's the okay, 20 let, seconds let me, left. You
0: know, let me just finish out this episode then. We get to the gate of Subternia. Uh, oh, it turns out of- we're not even talking oh, about. Man, what the hell are we doing? <laughs>
2: <laughs> fucking man at arms holds out his hand for a handshake. And Tila hugs him like it's fucking 1976 and we're watching an episode of, I don't know, Simon and Simon or some shit like before peak TV
0: for sure. I know what you're saying. It was wonderful. Like, we don't see this shit anymore.
1: Uh, No, because here's the thing. To me, it's because he didn't want to cross a boundary. He knew she was pissed at him. So rather than go for the hug, which they probably usually do, he was saying, "Okay, I'll shake your hand you know, misses because... I know I don't want to cross your I don't want to cross your boundaries and this was her being like I forgive you the fact that you disobeyed me and lied to me again and said that you were going to go protect the sorceress like I ordered you to but then for some stupid reason you came and followed us on the boat and now that you're here you're not even going to walk with us into hell which is the real dangerous part which makes no sense like he disobeyed orders because he was like I have a feeling that the water is going to be dangerous and then they're like cool so we're going into hell now and he's like yeah I'm going to go I'm going to go back and do that sorcerer's thing that you told me and it's like oh okay so so hell's less dangerous than the open water is what you're saying
0: but but isn't that a direct callback to the thing that happened in episode one at the party where i forget which one it was but one of them is going for the regular protocols and the other goes for the hug and we're just doing that again two episodes later so what a callback really
2: or is it a callback to just a few minutes ago when he rolls in Han Solo Millennium Falcon style and frees them from uh, the Myrrh people.
0: I I dig it. Well, here's the deal. They get to Subternia, Chan, and uh, it turns (laughs) out that the ram skull that Evelyn's been holding goes on this like skeleton body, which opens up the gate. It's a switch. Tila starts being real weird. They open the gate to Subternia. They've gotten all the way here, and she all of a sudden gets weird. Just now, I'm just saying. Not before, just now. Mm-hmm. And she turns to everybody. It's like, I understand if you guys wouldn't want to come any further. And it's like, who the yeah. fuck is this for? Like, literally, everybody came with you this far. Everybody has said, we're on board to go to Subturnia. And yeah. then at the end, she's like, I'd understand. Like, who, who's saying no right now? You know what? I see Orco being like, actually, you know what? You're right. I'm just going to wait here at the gate of Subturnia with Merman next door, who already vowed revenge. I'm sure that's going to go well for me.
1: Yeah, this this again feels like a moment of some someone with like severe ADD who watches a lot of TV, and is like, oh, you know what we should do? Oh, we should do one of those moments where you're like, it's gonna be dangerous here. So if you're not on board, that's fine. Turn back now, without any regard for whether or not it fits the situation or the or the characters. That's what this is. This is someone being like, oh, it'd yeah. be cool. It'd be cool if someone was like, oh, if you're afraid, turn back now. Instead, it's like uh, Orko insisted on coming. This yeah. whole trip was Evelyn's idea, so she's obviously going. Yeah. You know, you've got this this no name chick whose name I refuse to learn, who like isn't a isn't really a character unless she's on it's this place. Andra,
0: it's Andra. Just for the record, I, I looked don't, it up. I don't want to learn it. No, uh, I said it just to upset you.
1: Uh, you know, she's not even a character unless she's on this quest. And Do you then you need te- a
2: poster, Gina. Do you need us to make a poster? <laughs> oh
0: boy, here we
2: go. Just put it on your wall. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, uh. But yeah, there. This is this is a moment where someone's like, oh, you know what I always liked when I was a kid in movies where someone gave people a chance to back out, but then they all doubled down on the fact that they're doing this together. And like another writer's like, that doesn't really fit here. I don't care. Put it in.
0: And they did. Uh, And then the one moment of intrigue happens because everybody goes down the thing. Evil Lynn doubles back, grabs the ram skull, and then goes down, which means that she's closing the gate behind them. That's an interesting choice. Either she knows something or she just doesn't want to be without the skull. So maybe that character development... You know, because that is the Havoc staff from Skeletor's... You know, that's what that is. It's, it's the head of the staff. Yeah. So maybe the character development's not quite as developed as she wants us to think it is.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the hell this moment is supposed to mean, to be honest. I rewound it because I thought I missed something. Because I was just like, alright, is this like... I- are they implying that she's double crossing them? Because if she's locking them in hell, then she's locked in there too. Or is this supposed to say that she's been paying lip service to the fact that she's over Skeletor because this is like a token of, of him when he was alive that she's going back for it? Of all the things that they like make way too obvious throughout the rest of the episode where they're like, oh yeah, look, it's, it's mad at arms. Bet you didn't know that. This actual moment that needs some clarification has none. Yes. So again, I, 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 I'm like, figure out what you are TV show. Are you, <laughs> are you something that has these intriguing moments that you then pay off later when people are going to be like, Oh, so that's what it meant. Or are you a show that like really hammers shit in and like leaves no room for it? Because it's a little bit of both. And I'm frankly annoyed. <laughs>
0: I mean I saw it as great writing. Um you know finally we have some dramatic tension of uh, that thing that Gina has been missing and she gets mad that we have it. There we go. <laughs> you can't make TV's Gina Ippolito happy. That's what I was saying just it's
1: not if I don't know what it means and if it doesn't Really mean anything? Yeah, how did, anything that's how did you dramatic. ever watch Lost? How did you ever watch? No, Lost? because that was the that's the exact opposite of this. That was tonally consistent throughout. Of, okay, well, oh shit! Yeah, I wonder fair. if they're going to bring that back later. This is like, I mean this this means nothing to me. I don't know why it's supposed to be important.
0: Well, I mean, I guess we'll find out. So the best part about this is is that I've seen all five episodes and I don't remember why it's important.
1: That's what I <laughs> that, yeah
0: yeah so here's the deal we'll all find out together cool so it's a, that it's, a, is it's a deflated turkey is what it is the most powerful man in Eternia episode three the merman episode it's the most
1: dangerous man the most dangerous oh, man me. in the world
0: why what did I say
1: the most powerful man which now oh, we the know most that dangerous man equate power with
0: danger But also check out our interview with Buzz Dixon talking about the most dangerous man in the world. A wonderful uh, thing. You can buy it like a Kindle version of it. You can buy it online. I will try to find links to that. If you haven't read his G.I. Joe story, that is just, I loved it. I thought it was just wonderful. Uh, Get on it. Get on this. And I'm not just saying that because we love Buzz Dixon, but also we love Buzz Dixon. So all of this is true.
2: Indeed.
0: anything else you guys want to say before we get out of this unbelievably honestly long episode that we've Mm -hmm. done today
1: i mean i will say you know like i like it a little bit more each time i see it i just wish they would figure out the writing
2: um for the last two episodes uh of this uh he-man enterprise that we're going on i'm probably going to be watching umbrella academy i think maybe uh I don't know. I might switch up and watch Picard. Uh, but while you're talking about this He-Man show, I will be thinking about a completely <laughs> different show and have very little contribute, if anything.
0: I mean, what's different? Uh, <laughs> nothing. Oh, really. If it's that's if it's not complaining you know, about puns, Robert Clark Chan, I know I, you tune me out.
2: I am totally consistent.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's you know what? Yeah. And to be fair, it will add dramatic tension. When will Chan have something else to say? Maybe never.
1: I feel like maybe he's holding never. off because never. I'm talking so much crap about it.
2: Honestly, yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. All right. Next episode, <laughs> I won't talk any crap. I'll just. Oh, no, no.
2: no, it's fine that, because that I, I, you're covering all of the bases. I'm not just going to jump in and like, yes, what Gina said, but I'm going to say it a little more stridently and like <laughs> maybe with a fun accent. <laughs>
0: wait a minute I'm a this show is shite chen you just described half my act how dare you <laughs> <laughs> well anyway guys that is that is he-man episode three the most dangerous man in eternia we've gonna go back to gi joe next week we're getting pretty close to the end of season one of gi joe Extreme we're not already we're we got not like four close. episodes to go we're nine deep right now you know that's pretty good we're making good headway into it. Is and there a whole season two of it?
1: There's a season yes, two. Yes, in
0: fact, there are 13 mm. more episodes once okay. we finish the initial 13. Okay. That will be season six. Season six is it? Are we going to call it season six of knowing? Are we just going to keep going with season five till extremes over? I don't know. It's extreme okay. either way. It's extreme, either way thank you so much for listening here are some links that you can get a hold of uh gi what am i even talking about right now we got facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast join our facebook group if you'd like to patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast i know for a fact uh, whether it's gonna happen this week next week what have you we are gonna do another saturday show i'm sure Uh, maybe we wait till chan comes home from new york (laughs) Maybe we don't. We got to actually talk about this. Maybe I shouldn't be saying it so stridently on the air right now before <laughs> I've ever had that conversation. I don't know, but we're going to try to do it one of these upcoming Saturdays because you, the people, have earned it. Book four of Find Your Fate, G.I. Joe, Choose Your Own Adventure-Style Stories, Robot Operation Robot Assassin, and they got Bazooka right on the cover. You know this one's going to be good. I don't know that, but you feel like this one's going to be good. They're really going to get it right this time. Uh, just like all the other times, quite honestly. So patreon.com slash knowing us at the podcast for $5. You could join our Patreon and get the super secret uh, vault as well as join us when we do that show. Why would you not want that? Uh, everybody's loving it so far. People are having a really good time with it, and and it's a lot of fun. Uh, Chan, Gina, do you have any projects or other shows you'd like to plug before we get out of here? I got
1: nothing.
2: Uh, there's a really nice Cuban place right up the street here. I don't remember which street it's on. Uh... Also, don't remember the name of it, but my goodness, they have a fine uh, Cuban sandwich. Mm.
0: Jen, I am glad that I am a shameless self promoter <clears throat> because you are GD impossible. Chad <laughs> is a show called AE Double Back where they talk about wrestling with two very delightful people who I actually like very much, uh, Teresa and Calder. Uh, I assume they're still on the show. I haven't uh, been updated that they've left.
2: Indeed. Indeed.
0: Okay. Well, it's a wonderful show. You should probably check it out if you like wrestling. If you like AEW is the hottest thing on the planet right now. I see more people Ooh. every day talking more, talking more about AEW than uh, WWE. I mean, That is really about, saying something. You
2: heard about the pay-per-view this past weekend, right? I
0: heard it was an amazing pay-per-view. I did not see it. Uh, maybe I would have enjoyed it, uh, but nobody mm. ever invites me to these mm. uh, these things.
2: Uh, you should probably
0: look into that. There's probably a good reason. <laughs> You should probably look into it and get somebody invites you. No, Chan went oh, the other direction. Shit, you should probably did, look into why people hate you.
1: Wait, did did Glenn get killed? Is that why you're not spoiling it? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Glenn Glenn got killed on the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why you got to tune in. Uh,
2: killed by the school <laughs> uh, Who And that was Christian Slater the whole time.
0: Holy shit. Oh, my
1: God. This is a more consistent episode of TV than He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: my goodness. Well, anyway, you can hook us up, hook up with us on Twitter. Remember, tag Gia at G.I. Joe podcast and all three of us. If you actually want us to see the message or if you want to be weird, tag one of us and not the others, but still somehow involve the rest of us in your message. <laughs> Don't be that guy. You weirdo. We're not all going to see that. Except when Gina posted in our in our group chat and says, who's this effing weirdo? <laughs> yep. That's pretty realistic, right? <laughs> Anyway, you can find us at GI Joe Podcast on Twitter, but individually, I am at Almighty Ray at
2: 999 RPMs.
0: I'm at Gina Ippy. Check out my three dads. Check out the Who Would Win show because now, as much as I made fun of Chan, I didn't plug my own shows. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, uh, this has been going on too long. I think we're done.
2: In the center of the universe, on the planet Eternia, rules Castle Grayskull, ancient fortress of mystery. Its power sought by the dark forces of Snake Mantle. Sanctuary of sin and sorrow, ruled by the demon Skeletor and his evil acolytes. And the only thing that stands in their way is Prince Adam, who defends the secrets of Castle Greyskull as He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe.
1: Only four others share
2: this secret. Guardians of Skull, all amidst an army of the honorable committed to guarding Castle Skull from the havoc of destruction. For those who control Greyskull control the power, the power to be masters of the universe. I'll make sure to play a really loud alarm just so that you know that it's coming.
0: I think that helps, honestly. Yeah, I'm into that.
1: you get that
0: phone I can't hear words you're saying, Gina Chan is making air raid sounds. <laughs>